Hey, good morning, Mark. Take care. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, you know, really, really excited to be back at St. John's Fisher. You know, last year this time we were fighting the, uh, COVID and, and, and really going through the protocol and doing all the things that were necessary to prepare to, to, to have camp uh, in, in Orchard Park. So this is just so different and, and just so wide open. Uh, really good dorms. Uh, the food's been great. Uh, seems like the guys are really coming together, even though we're very early in the process. Uh, but it feels good to be here. So we're excited about training camp and looking forward uh, to the days ahead, for sure. With, um, with, with Jordan's situation, how do you make sure that he is focused on football? Not that you're worried that he wouldn't be, but just to make sure that you know his head's always in the right spot with everything going on. Yeah, you know, Jordan Sale is such a pro, as you know. Uh, he's one of those guys you don't really have to worry about a whole lot. You know, in our conversations in the offseason, it was just words of encouragement. Because, you know, I knew that he would be working out. He'd be preparing himself and staying on top of the install and things that we were doing uh, at, at Archer Park. Uh, so you never really worried about him. And even now in training camp, uh, even though uh, there are obviously some conversations going on regarding his contract, he's able to stay focused on the task at hand and continue to lead us the way he has. So never really concerned a word about Jordan, uh, such a professional. Uh, these training camp sessions are extremely vital. Uh, they, th this is where, this is just an extension of what we did in the off season, and we had, you know, pretty good attendance in the off season. Uh, but here, you're really building on that foundation that we laid uh, back in April, May, and June. So, uh, for the fact that we are bringing everybody together now, it's important that a lot of things we talked about back in the spring, that now we're getting a chance to reinforce those with different rules. The rules in the off-season program are kind of prohibitive in some ways when it comes to what you're trying to get accomplished. But in and, and, and training camp, the reins are kind of taken off and you can really get after it a little bit, you know, being able to wear pads, uh, being able to tackle, uh, some of the things that we have to be able to do when we start playing games. So uh, training camp is extremely important to any success we expect to have in 2022 um, as we're trying to put everything together. Leslie, now that we're six months removed from the 13 seconds, and I, I know you've reflected on it, mm -hmm. but as you sit here now, <laughs> have you officially filed it in the wastebasket and moved on from it? Yeah, say so I think you have to, man. I think you have to move on. Uh, it's so important um, this season and what we're trying to get accomplished uh, that you're locked in and focused on what we're doing in 2022. Uh, this season, uh, there are so many variables that will come up along the way that if you're distracted in any form or fashion, it's going to detract from what you're trying to get accomplished now. So uh, it's in my rearview mirror. Uh, as I said back in the spring, you learn and you move on. And that's where we are. You know, we're really focused on the task at hand. And, and we've got a great opportunity in front of us. Uh, but we just got to make sure we take care of training camp and do it the right way. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's something we talked about early on uh, when 
uh, he decided to sign uh, with, with our organization that uh, he's a guy who's had a lot of heavy snaps in ball games and doesn't come off the field a whole lot, whereas, like you mentioned, you know, we are a rotational system uh, defensive line, and Eric Washington uh, has done a great job with our D-line, and now with his assistant, Marcus West, uh, they'll continue to do a great job uh, of keeping guys fresh so that when we get to the fourth quarter, they can rush, uh, you know, when we have a lead. So, you know, we, we had some discussions with Vaughn about that. I think he understands our philosophy, and we just will come to a happy medium of, of what's best uh, for him, what's best for our defense as well. In the offseason, off do you uh, spend some time maybe after free agency and the dust, personnel dust is settled, where you, like, put some defensive assistant on a project, okay, these couple days or this week, you study the McVay offense. You, you know, take a look at Mike McDaniel in the San Francisco uh, to, uh, I don't know, get a, get a baseline uh, yeah. prepping for the early part of the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have some projects, Mark, for uh, that different coaches will take uh, in the offseason uh, for us. You know, each position coach has a, an area uh, where they're an expert in. For example, uh, our defensive back coach, John Butler, his area is third down in two minutes. He will put something together in the offseason where he studied maybe other teams third down in two minutes. Um, Jimmy Salgado, who's now uh, working with our safeties, uh, he's our red zone expert. He'll put something together regarding red zone and on and on. So, uh, Also geared toward what the opponents you're going to see. Maybe. Some, some. We'll do some, some, some things specific to our opponents, but also with the league as well, just to see what trends are, are, are occurring as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do some projects in that way. Yeah. Going back to Vaughn, we can look at his resume and we can see all of the accolades that he's had. And he's said, and you know, we've heard from others, that he's a great leader. But is there anything that we don't know about him that he brings your team? Or are there any attributes that he has that maybe we can't see on the field? The, you know, we've only been together a short period of time, but one of the intangibles that I've, I observed back in the spring was just how he interacted with our guys from a leadership standpoint around the locker room, uh, on the field. Uh, sometimes when you are so much better than everybody else, um, things come easy to you. So you may have some disdain for guys who may not get it as quickly as you do. Uh, but Vaughn, he's so open to helping the young guys and giving back and, and really trying to bring guys along. And that's that's what you want out of your, your top players. And so that was really encouraging to see, and that's an intangible that I think will help us. Uh, for example, uh, he has a, a rush clinic uh, with, with defensive linemen in the, in the offseason, the top guys uh, from top around the league. And he invited uh, Greg Russo, uh, AJ, uh, Ed Oliver, invited those guys up there, and they had a chance to be around some of the great uh, defensive ends and defensive tackles in our league. and. Uh, that may not have, have occurred if he were not a part of our team. So moments like that, you know, it's just giving back to our players. Uh, those are the intangibles, I think, that will, will help us be a, a, a better group. Leslie, sure. you were somewhat uncomfortable with committing to Trey in his rookie season. And I know there's a hesitancy to, to throw rookies into the starting lineup early. What does Kair, in this sense, and to a lesser degree, Dane, have to show you in the event Trey isn't ready for the season? Man, John, that's going back some years. Uh, to Davis uh, as a rookie, uh, he did a great job for us as a rookie. And, you know, I think Kair will as well. Uh, but there, you know, always is some trepidation when you are a rookie and potentially having to start, especially at the corner position where 
you know early on people are going to target you and you have to be able to stand up early on otherwise they continue uh, so uh, you know we're confident uh, that he's going to play well for us we're confident he's going to come along and grow uh, you know we need to see how he progresses uh, throughout training camp and uh, he's excited for this opportunity he's looking forward to it uh, but so are we you know we're looking forward to watching his maturation over over time but uh, we're looking forward to his progress which are Davies sideline it almost forces extra reps you know for Kyrie and Dane is yeah. that maybe a little blessing in disguise in the long run could be uh you know you'd love to have a healthy Tredavis for sure uh, and out there getting his reps but uh short of that uh you're right that, that means there'll be more opportunities for Kyrie to be more opportunities for Dane as well and even for some of the guys that are in backup roles like a Tim Harris for example uh so they'll get more reps so uh we'll get a chance to take a look at some guys and the preseason will be good for that what's the yeah. challenge of preparing especially for a team like the Rams going into the regular season not knowing if Tredavious at this point will be ready or not trying to formulate and build this defense over the next month or so, not knowing if you'll have your number one corner or not. Yeah, it's for us, John, you really have to operate. You like to believe that Davis is going to make it, but it, you have to prepare in case he doesn't. So we're getting Kerr ready. We're, we're getting Dane ready. We're trying to get Tim ready. We're trying to get the other guys that are going to be playing a position ready just in case. You know, ideally, we, we want Davis to be ready to go. Uh, but at the same time, we got to be prepared if for some reason he's he's not there. Hey, Leslie, um, with, with Tremaine Edmonds, he's going into you know his free agent year here. He has not been signed or signed to an extension. I don't know where that's going to go. But I know you guys have loved him since day one. What does he have to do to solidify a future with the Bills beyond 2022? Well, I, th I think on the football field, he's done an exceptional job for us. And I mean, he's a high character guy off the field. Um, Tremendous leader, tremendous player, pro bowler. Um, you know, Brandon is probably the better guy for that question from a football standpoint. You know, as a, as a coach, you couldn't ask for a whole lot more. He's, he's continued to, you know, grow and get better, and that's what you want to see out of your, your player, especially such a young player as, as Tremaine. I mean, he's, he's still maturing, still growing into uh, what he's going to become. So uh, his best football is still ahead of him, by, you know, and, and he's – he has not reached his peak at any by any means. Uh, he's getting better, you know, every single year, or every single day. So just looking forward to him continuing to grow. And and Brandon and Sean, they'll handle the contract part of it. How do you think the uh, increase of like two high coverages against teams like Kansas City, you know, we saw a lot more uh, and superstar quarterbacks. That, you know, does that impact uh, Tremaine's role? Yeah, um, you know, it, it seems there are some teams that are playing more split safety with your right to, to certain quarterbacks, and you almost have to do that with the way the game is uh, really changed when it comes to the passing game. But how that affects your middle linebacker, probably uh, the coverage aspect, you know, it puts a little bit more on that guy from a coverage standpoint, but it also stresses him a little bit more in the run game because now you don't have – one of those safeties in the box as much. Uh, uh, so you, you kind of look for a little bit different linebacker than you did 10 or 15 years ago because of the way the game has evolved. So uh, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing if you have the right middle linebacker, and I think we do. Leslie, so. going back to Tremaine, I know the last two years it's been he needs to improve his big plays, those splash plays. Is that something you can teach? Is 
there a drill for that? Is that something you can work on, or is that just something kind of like a clutch team? Like you just either have it or you don't. Can that be taught? I, I think it can. I think um, the more confidence you gain and the more opportunities that are presented, then you make those plays and those opportunities are presented. And you really have to visualize yourself uh, being in those positions to make those plays. Tremaine is capable, uh, and he's going to make those big plays for us this season, which will help you know, propel us to another level. Um, so, yeah, I think you can uh, grow into that, mature into that, and become that type of player for sure. You, you hit the key for us, uh, Mark. When he was here, he was such a dominant player for us. I mean, he was right on the, the verge of being a double-digit sack guy in the interior, which is hard to do. And so we want to capture that. We want to recapture that and, and get him back to that, that place. And he had a great spring for us. He did a terrific job this offseason away from the building. He came back in great shape. Talked to Eric Shiano, our strength coach, uh, when we did the conditioning test. Uh, Jordan was off the charts and saw him this morning in the weight room. He's the first guy in the weight room uh, this morning on, on our team. So uh, his mindset and his focus is where, where it needs to be. So we expect uh, someone similar to what we had a couple years ago when he was here or even better uh, with his focus and his attention to detail. So I don't think there's a whole lot that we have to say. Uh, it's just a matter of him going out and doing what he does. He's more than capable of dominating games. Leslie, it's so rare to have two safeties five years almost never come off the field and play together so much. Yeah. I have Jaquan in his fourth year. Josh Thomas has been here. Is it almost like a catch-22 to evaluate and develop those guys? Because, yeah, you love what you have in front of them, but right. you're also – they've been playing now. They haven't really had a lot of time. Yeah, it's it, you're right. It's, sometimes it's a little bit of a catch-22. But one of the good things, say, this offseason, with the absence of, of Jordan, with the absence of Micah throughout the offseason, we were able to get those guys a lot of reps, get a chance to evaluate them. And we're going to do that a little bit in training camp as well. We're going to try to take some of those reps off of Jordan and Micah. I mean, it, the system, they know it. We just got to make sure we get them to the regular season healthy. Uh, so we'll get a chance to evaluate those, those young guys again. Uh, but it's, it's a luxury to have the two guys that we do have who – put in the time that they do and they really don't come off the field. We're, we're fortunate, so you don't want to take anything away from that either. I think it will. I was uh, talking with one of our coaches about that just yesterday and then one of our scouts as well. His maturity when it comes to his work ethic, and I think some of it has to do with the fact that his dad played in the league and his, he has an uncle, uh, Matt Elam, who I had a chance to work with in, in Baltimore, played in the league as well. So he comes into the league with an awareness that some rookies might not. And his work ethic has been off the charts. Very, very smart player, but tremendous work ethic. And when a guy works as hard as he does and is as smart as he is, you feel like he has a chance because he's a talented individual. Now you got to gain the experience. You know, you got to get out there and put him under the fire and and let him deal with some of the ups and downs of playing corner. Uh, but I think he is ahead of the curve because of his background and what he's been surrounded by. Yeah, I think Joe with uh, Terrell Bernard, um, you know, he, he's playing behind two really good 
guys. And then you got Terrell Dotson vying for a spot as well. Uh, for Bernard, the big thing will be coming in and learning the system early and then just getting to the point where you can practice fast and gain, and as a coaching staff, we can gain confidence based on what we see him do uh, in the preseason. But learning the system, that's probably the big thing for him uh, early on and getting acclimated with his teammates, uh, gaining their trust as well as the coaches, and then going out and making plays when you have an opportunity and not worry about where I am on the depth chart right now. Uh, just focus on learning the system, getting to the point where I can practice and show what I'm capable of doing. Really like what we've seen so far. You know, in college, he was a playmaking guy, a little bit undersized, you know, uh, but found ways to make plays. Really good blitzer, got his hands on a lot of balls, and we're seeing the same thing in OTAs uh, this offseason. We saw it yesterday in our first practice uh, around the football, just uh, very instinctive. Uh, so some of those things we're seeing now, and we just got to continue that once we get the pads on. Does he remind you at all of Milano? Because, because of the size. I mean, Milano was an undersized player. Yeah. Any there, there are some, um, you know, got to see him more at this level. Uh, Matt is so unique because of his ability to be able to cover, I mean, the top, you know, tight ends in our league and be a great blitzer and all the things he can do for our defense. So, uh, but size-wise, there are some similarities. Uh, the instincts, you can see it, it's there. Uh, but we just got to learn a little bit more about the coverability at this level and see how he handles some of the matchups out in space. Is 223 undersized anymore in the NFL? It, a little bit of it depends on your stature because uh, now, I mean, that position has become like a hybrid position. You're slash safety slash linebacker. It's not like it used to be. So a little bit of it depends on are you a linear guy or you, you know, a guy that's a little bit stouter but yet can still move. So uh depends on how the 223 is distrib distributed. Yeah, you're right, Captain. That was a fun play. We, we showed that in our, our uh, defensive meeting yesterday just to highlight uh, the importance of scoring on defense. So it was really good to see. Uh, Tim is a gregarious guy, outgoing. Uh, you're never going to sit in a room and not know he's in the room. Uh, you know, that's one of the things we've learned about him. But he's tough. He's hard-nosed. Uh, he's a guy that's going to win his one-on-ones. And we're looking forward to seeing uh, the quality addition he's going to be to our defense. But to have a stout uh, tough guy inside with good size. Uh, that should really help our run defense. So I, uh, we're excited about having him. Leslie, in the offseason, specifically the quarterback position in the AFC, there was a role that quarterback talent added, and then, you know, the offense and routes that many of these teams have. Specifically with the DUI and Jordan coming back here in training camp, how much of an emphasis is there going to be in the drive camp this season of getting pressure, which is the front three or the front four, knowing how talented these quarterbacks are and how to get the options are back in the game? I think it's the Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question because, um, with, with the talent uh, in the AFC uh, at quite the quarterback position, if you try to live by blitzing all the time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get, get tough. Uh, you got to find a way to be able to rush with four. Uh, and having a Jordan, obviously having a Vaughn, uh, seeing Greg take another step, uh, Carlos Basham take another step, AJ. I mean, those are guys that we're counting on to really help us uh, in 2022. Then you have a, a, a DQ inside. Uh, he's going to help us. Ed had a terrific year a year ago building on that, but your point is well taken. Being able to rush with four, that will change a lot of things when you don't have to always bring five or six and expose your secondary.